Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. friends let's go law of attraction we're going to talk about why does life seem to be unfair now without me even talking yet let me tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to explain to you I depend on how you want to use your perception why life seems because that's why it's there seems to be unfair or why life is unfair or life is just not unfair at all, and you're tripping. It's up to you how you receive it, but that is what we're gonna cover, yes? And before I tell you some stuff, I want you to tell me, or let's talk just real quick, okay? So this is, I gave you stated up front what I wanna do. I'm giving it to you right now. Let's, let's do round robin. I got four of you in front of me, let's do round robin. Is life unfair? Life is not fair, check. Life. 
Life is not fair. <laughs> we got our resident strong man. Life is not fair. Life is a box of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I he's, he's on his Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go against everybody and say it actually is fair. Okay, life actually is fair. Would you like to know the objective answer? Before I give that to you, defend life is not fair. I'll have each of you defend it. You're not wrong. The truth is, whether you, it's, let's, we're going to borrow from, I want to say it's Henry Ford, whether you're wrong, oh, no, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So all of you are right. Then I'll give you the objective answer. Let me go with him first. Strong man. Life is not fair. Defend that. Fair enough. He said life is not fair because every time you do a yin, you create a yang, is what he's saying. And that's not fair. It's a pretty solid argument. But if it, I'm going to poke holes in everyone's argument. It's two holes right here. Even your argument, poke holes in. It's not to say you're wrong. You accept opposing viewpoints, it makes for a stronger argument. Is that fair? But if this happens every time to every person, then that is fair. Get it? Okay. No, that's not to say it's wrong. I'm just telling you, I'm poking holes. You go. You defend. Life is unfair because there are things, you know how they say good things, bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. I, when, I, when you see that, I, it makes me tense. No problem. Bad things happen to good people. Okay? Try to talk loud enough so my mic can hear you. So we've got. Good person, okay, and, yeah, and this eraser, well, hold on, and here is bad, and it gives birth, it's pregnant, it gives birth <laughs> to eraser, and now, <laughs> Sickness in my body, or nobody, I don't know, right? Okay. The argument against that is a simple philosophical question. Or two, do life really have, does life really happen, or do bad things really happen to good people? Or two great philosophical questions. Are there any good people, or are there bad things? That's the whole in the argument. Depending on how you grew up, or the, some, some religious circles will tell you there are no good people. That's why you need the cross, depending on how you, that's not all of Christianity, but that is what you would call total depravity. That is a, a large chunk of it. There's no bad, if, if, it, if you were good, there would be no reason for the cross. Does that make sense to you? Therefore, there are no good people, so your argument is out the window. Bad things can't happen to good people because there are no good people. Fair? Or, is there bad things? Why? Because what are you comparing bad to? Is there such thing as bad? You go, yes it is. Okay, so what's bad? Now you have to tell me what is the greatest bad of all bad. And then you would say what? 
Just give what is the greatest bad of all bad? Death. Is death bad? No. I'm not telling you it's not. I'm just saying, what is death? Do you know? Does anyone know what's on the other side of death? No. So if it's nothing, if you have no idea, actually nothing is something. So if we don't have a form of what's on the other side, then does it exist? No. Therefore, your argument is it's not a, you get it? It's pr proven wrong by the question in itself. Okay, go ahead. Okay, even though I believe that life is fair, okay. with the current okay. argument... Okay, so you stop. Okay, well, okay, go with the current argument. Okay, I was going to stop you, but go ahead. Okay, with the current argument, what happened to you would be considered bad. Would it? Because, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just poking a hole in everyone's argument, Yes. And is there a bad? So let's finish chasing this argument. What would be the baddest of bad? Here, let me fast forward that argument. If I got to the most perfect bad there is, wouldn't that be perfect? And isn't all perfection good? Then therefore, there's no such thing as bad. I'm not telling you this is right. I'm just telling you I could poke a hole in every argument. Is this fair? Go ahead. Systematic, yeah. she's the government. The government, she's talking about systematic oppression. She ain't talking about the chief. Okay, she's talking about systematic oppression. Is that, is that, is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Right. She's saying since there is a system oppressing folk, whether it be, give me some folk that are oppressed. Um, yeah, Negroes. Uh, the Negro people, okay, blacks, all, but it would be all people of color, yeah. yes. Kushites, okay, women, women are oppressed, okay, so, so we have oppressed people, yes, as some basically an argument for that would be 99% of the world controls 90%, excuse me, I'm sorry, 1% of the world controls 90% of the world's income, right, so that's, that seems unfair, okay, an argument against that is, does systematic oppression have to apply to you, which now would lead us into your defense. With everything that I've learned, with all the teachings that you have taught, life is fair because life only gives you what you vibrate at or life only gives you what you do from the dot. Check, 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 check. That is the objective answer. I just say, <laughs> so you can ask no more questions. You got too many, you have too many Antonio <laughs> teachings. Too many. Too many objective cheatings in you. Yes, yeah. We need to get some of that in. You be quiet. All right. So we're going to keep you quiet for at least 20 minutes. Okay. Now, let's, yes. Now think about this for a second. Let's go back to, we're going to take your argument. Well, you got what you want, right? Can you apply the law of attraction inside of the system of oppression? All right. Therefore, you poked a hole in your own argument. Yes. Is there anyone, right? You get what I'm saying? Is there anyone that has ever achieved something that you think is great that came from your very situation? And the answer is yes. You poke a hole in your argument. I'm not trying to poke your argument apart. I'm just saying every single time anyone can get an argument, I can poke it. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it factual. It just makes the world beautiful. Because what Reggie said at the beginning. If you say yes, 
then automatically someone has the right to say no. That's the beauty of this world. Is that fair? If you don't say nothing, that is a fantastic question. If you don't, it's, it's like that death question. What was death? I don't know. Is it something? Well, yeah, but what's on the other side? I don't know. Okay. And that I don't knowness is something you can't answer because it's nothing anymore. But is no action nothing? No, it's called inaction. And inaction is an action. It's just not an action that serves you. There's a great example for this. You're driving your car. You take your hands off the wheel and you say, you know what? I'm just not going to do nothing. Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. Jesus, take the wheel. You, you go, do one of them. I'm not going to do nothing. Jesus. Yes, you in the audience. I'm not going to do nothing, right? And what happens? The road turns right <laughs> and gravity says, or, or this, a whole bunch of stuff. All three laws of motion, gravity, wind resistance, bumps in the road, tires not being perfectly 360 degrees, they take over. Just because you went in action, I'm not going to get into a wreck because I'm going to take my hands off the wheel. Is that going to happen? No, because the world is still having an action. And since you started something, even in action is an action. Okay? So if, if you do in action, what's the opposite and equal reaction to inaction? A action. There are immediate problems. You wrote this for me, didn't you? And write that back up in your handwriting. Why does life, I believe, is what you put there. There you go. There you go. Work it. Put the little F a little. That looked like a, there you go. You had a little hook head going on. Now y'all know I got a live audience in front of me. Why does life seem unfair? There's three immediate problems immediately with this question. Okay? Number one is here come here you got pretty handwriting come on up here we're gonna have you i'm gonna stand in front of the board and block the audience just for a second actually let's let's switch you and i switch there you go i should still be on camera now you're gonna write number one i excuse me we'll put you second person plural you're gonna put you are not the only sower You are not the only sower. Everybody got me? Mm -hmm. This is a major problem. I'll write the rest. That one is going to be the hardest for me to prove. Now, this is easy to prove. Is it a true thing? Is it a true thing that you sow seeds? No one's going to disagree with that. Is it also a true thing if you have seeds, someone else has seeds? No one's going to disagree with that. You know where people are going to disagree? When I put that together in this world. Here's where people are going to disagree. If you have seeds and Dominique has seeds and both of you are planting seeds for whatever you think is fair for your life, what does that automatically create in the world system? It does create a harvest. It does. Harvest is the right answer. I'm not talking objectively at this moment. I'm talking about as far as someone observing those seeds, what do I get to say? 
if you have seeds, let's let's point this somewhere. I had her write this because I want y'all to. She seems to have like this line in her head, these little pretty bubble letters. I had her write this. This is going to be the hardest for me to prove. You see, this is if, if you're if you have any bleeding heart, if you have any religious background, I have to slow down and get past your denominations or religion or whatever it is. Let's point this somewhere. I am not the only sower. We're going to say we're both applying for a job now. Yes? Let's do that. Here is the job. I'm not the only sower. We're going to put Deanna. Just put D. I'm going to put D. Well, I'll spell your name just to prove that I can spell it. I'm going to put Deanna here. And we're going to put Dominique, two D's. I realized after I said it, I left myself wide open. Deanna, Dominique. Yes? Everybody got this? These two are going to, they want the harvest of the job. What must they do? Which is sow seeds. Keep it in harvest talk. If they both want the harvest of the job, they both must what? Sow seeds to get the job. But I can only give away one job. What is that? All right. What that automatically creates, I'm not telling you this is objective. I'm just telling you once you put it in this system controlled by man, this creates some of those, you actually said it. Some of those seeds go what? Sifted out, canceled out, done. This creates. And y'all can't stand that. You can't wrap your head around that life's not fair. Life is a competition. Period. Do plants compete with the sunlight? Yes, they do. The rainforest is a great example of that. Because not all places get the rain. Not all places get the rain. And when you go to the rainforest at the bottom, what happens is there are plants down there that don't get sunlight because the tallest trees soak up most of the sunlight. I got all the sunlight. I got all the sunlight. All you short trees do something. And what happens... What happens is those other trees have to bend a little bit, use alternative light sources or, or super bend, yes, and prosperity is up top, but there's a system of lack for other plant life at the bottom, and they have different food sources. For instance, mushrooms thrive in the darkness. Do you understand? Now, is that wrong? No, it's nature. I'll give it to you another way. Here is something very hard for all of you to receive. There is no such thing as equality. Now, Antonio, you a black man. Now, wait a minute now. Now, you're not going to do that. My people struggle. You're not going to say that we're not equal. That's not what I'm saying. It does say that. That was also an Enlightenment period document, first written by John Locke of England, and then adopted by 
who was the writer of the Declaration of Independence? Thomas Edison? No, that's the, that's the, Thomas Jefferson. All right, I got all these names in my head. Then, but that's an Enlightenment period document, 17, 1750 to 1900, roughly. Okay, or 17, 1750 to 1850, 1900, depending on some scholars. Here's what I'm basically saying. That's the document. That was an idea. It was a fantastic one. Martin Luther King died for it. The forefathers of America wrote that down, but they got it first from England. That's the truth. But it's not objective. Your right arm is not the same side as your left arm. Your right boob is not the same size as your left boob. Your eyelashes are not your eyelashes are not the same length. So if you want to create equality, you must literally create it. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with our world today. We say things like, well, listen, just make everybody even. But if I come from deep in poverty, giving me the same amount of evenness doesn't catch me up. It only lifts me so far. Because I started from so low. You understand? My point is, competition is everywhere, whether you like it or not. So you know why you say life is not fair? Because you can't handle life is competition. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's difficult, isn't it? Here's how the law of attraction helps with understanding this, this competition. You need to calm down. Okay? And vibrate at that job. Okay? Vibrate at that job, little buddy, is what he's saying. Now, if I don't get that job, listen, you need to trust that since you didn't plant any bad seeds, this is where y'all go wrong. And since you had the right vibration and you didn't get that job, it didn't mean you lost it. It means you gained the opportunity not to get that job so you can get what you were actually vibrating at. Say that again. Yes, this Say is difficult. This is difficult. Little buddy, Badishas. You need to understand that you, you, if you don't get the open door, it is because the universe knew the fastest, quickest, and most harmonious. I'm a lazy doctor writer. Fastest, quickest, most harmonious way. And that job was not the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way for you to get what you desired. Do you understand? Right. Right. The, this universe, all nature operates in a lazy intelligence. 
The universe uses the least amount of energy to do the smartest thing possible. No, you got to receive. I can't even give you two until you receive. I said this is going to be the hardest one for me to prove. You know why this is so hard for you to prove? Because when you are religious, now I'm not, I'm not religion is great. You, you understand? Religion is great if you apply it properly. Even if you don't apply it properly, properly, it still has its benefits for you. It is documented that if you pray, you're probably going to live longer because prayer is meditation and it will calm you down, little buddy. And all disease comes from stress. Does everyone receive that I am not attacking religion? But when you are religious and you don't have the correct motives and you don't have the proper understanding up here, okay, when you're not calm, here's what you're going to do. You are going to use some sort of deity, theos, some, right, some, some sort of, that's God, some sort of, de in Greek, some sort of deity for you not to take responsibility for your life. Nah, that's tough. You're going to use, I didn't get that job. So it must not have been meant for me. That's good. So I'm going to keep on staying happy. Nope, that's not what you do. That's not, that's not what you do. I didn't get that job. It's not meant for me. You know what? I quit. Or I'm just, just going to pray. I'm not going to do. I'm just going to pray and take the responsibility out of my hands and put it in some higher power hands. You understand? Just because you vibrate at the right frequency doesn't mean you don't have to fill out the application. Do you understand? In summation, this, you're not the only seer, sower. And therefore, since you're not the only sower, you can't win every basketball game, Reggie. You don't get to, you don't get to go undefeated. Do you understand? You don't get to go undefeated. You don't get to do that. You have to lose sometimes. You have to lose. And some people can't handle that losing is winning because there is no losing and there is no winning. There is only super winning. It's the truth. There is no losing. There is no winning. There is only super winning. And as long as you're alive, you are super winning. Because the odds of you being a human being are astronomical. Difficult. And right now, someone's still rejecting that. And I get it. And just take your time. It's okay. Take your time and realize you're not the only sower, which means that you're not going to get everything. Sometime here in the future, as of this recording, there will be a Super Bowl. Both teams are going to pray. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Both teams go pray. Both teams practice all year. Both teams going to do everything right. One team's going to win. That ball going to do some crazy things. Do you understand? Because there are going to be 55 players per roster, 11 players on the field at one time per team. And guess what's going to happen? Tell me what color. I don't know. White, purple, and black. 
You going for a specific team, I suppose. That's the only colors I see. That sound like the Ravens. That's, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he's sowing seeds for the Ravens. Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> Won't he do it? So if you're Ravens fans, you appreciate him. Yeah. If you are not Ravens I'm fans. Okay, he's praying out. But the opposing teams of the Ravens, are not going to be sowing. Ravens, you should win the Super Bowl. Right. And that gives you the illusion life is unfair. That's tough. You like that in sports, but you don't like it in your life. Think about it. You like that in sports, but you don't like it in your life. That's mm. right. It's not entertainment in life, which actually perfectly leads me to the second thing. You... You are, I'm lazy, <laughs> judge by what you, I'm going to write it real big, do, not what you intended. See, what y'all want to do is you want to say, nah, but that ain't, that ain't what I wanted, or I didn't mean to. So you shouldn't treat me like that. Mm -hmm. Someone in the audience is pointing to themselves. But in life, the people are going to be judging you by what you do. Now, let's put that objectively. I'm going to rewrite this. Or I'm going to redraw it. I'm going to say it two different ways, okay? Life seems unfair because you planted a seed. And that was an action. But you intended or changed your mind. And now you want that harvest. But what went in the ground? The action went in the ground. Not, ooh, I'm sorry. You can apologize all you want. But that's still coming. I say, I will say it two different ways, right? See, every time I do this, I'm, I'm, people say I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of the world leaders at Law of Attraction, not because I'm smart, because I know how to, I know how to think about opposing viewpoints coming at me, and I do this so much, I'm ready for this one. You prayers, you cannot pray away the result of a seed. You cannot pray away a harvest. And life seems unfair. You know why? Let me tell you why life seems unfair to people who think or know that they have changed. And you have. And give yourself credit. You have changed. And be proud of that. You have changed. And don't lose faithfulness. You have changed. Help me out here. Don't get weary in well-doing. Well for in due season, you will reap if you faint not. That's King James Version. But the important part, the in due season, that means wait a little bit. You know why? Because 
you planted that seed 1997. You changed 2005. Gave your whole life away to your religion or good. But some of the stuff you planted here, you still got to reap in 2009. Do you want to just because you're a good person doesn't mean that that seed is not going to become a harvest. Now, so I'm going to give you a new number two to make this more sense. Like, it's got somebody, somebody so turned that. So what I did in 2015. You probably ain't paid fully for that in 2020. Some seeds, all seeds have a time delay. All harvests. <laughs> Yes, all harvests don't ripe at the same time. No, not just liquor. <laughs> Long Island iced teas. You stand up, you're going to feel that. You, you get it? Yeah. No, I need you to receive. Life seems unfair because you want all your harvests to come up at the same time. And you want, when you change, you don't want to pay for what you did. Ain't that the yin and the yang? That is the yin and the yang. It should be even and, and equal. It should be even and equal. Life and it is even and equal. It just ain't even all at the same time. Equal all at the same time. I said a lot. I said a lot. You still. And here's it. So let me write the. If you want to know why life is fair, and let me rewrite number two for you if you're taking notes. I'm going to try to write it this way. I can't. Yes, you come right. She's going to write it for me because I want you. I want you to receive this. Erase that one and write this. I want you to receive this. The reason why life seems unfair, but it is fair, is because you always live in the residual of what you planted. You always live in the residual of what you planted. Okay. You always live in the residual of what you planted. Yes, people always took care of you. Now, here's what that means. That means Reggie did something, as of this recording is 2002 20. In 2019, Reggie did something that did not serve him. He said, I don't want to say bad because because objectively, it's no bad. It's also no good. It's what serves you, what does not. Reggie did something in 2019 that did not serve him. He has not reaped that harvest yet. Reggie now does things that serves him. Reggie must still reap that harvest, but he's changed. But that's okay. On, in March, Reggie will receive what he planted last April. His whole life is that way. You never, everybody, yes, please remember this. You never sow and reap at the same time. Now you got to, life is unfair. All those ministries are all those ministries in jail. And there's a lot of people in jail that's going to come out and do a lot of great things because they're in jail 
for who they used to be. As a result of their change before jail, during sentencing, in jail, they will then reap what they are now, but they can't reap what they are now and live what they are now at the same time. Let me give it to you a different way. Can you take weed off somebody so they can grow and get the proper life they need? Yes, you can. And help their seed grow? Absolutely, you can. And they're going to turn around and get some of them, them weeds off you? Absolutely, you can. I'm glad you asked that because I, I wouldn't have put it in part of the script. So I'm glad you asked that. His question, more simply put, is can you help people not pay for their harvest? Basically. Because that is something that I am good at. That is something you're good at. You want to, yes, I, I do that. But you, you want to... I want to be careful, but yes, yes, you can. I want to give this to you religiously, and I'm going to give it to you, I think you would call it secularly. Okay? Let's go to Christianity, and then let, we'll go somewhere else. David says, King David, my cup okay? my cup My cup runneth over. Okay, my cup runneth over. The reason why David's cup is running over because David surmises his God, that's Theos, Greek for God, is pouring out so much to where he is blessed. Now, the answer to Reggie's question is very simple. If you're empty, find you, find yourself over here with your hands out and get some of the overflow so you don't have to start from empty. Do you understand? Find yourself here. You can't get what's in David's cup is for David. What flows from his cup. If you in the, he <laughs> say he almost shot it. What flows from his overflow is what you call abundance, and it's meant to be shared. That's what I always said about. Do what? Do you understand? I get. Would you like another religious example? All right, I'll give you another religious example. In Mark chapter four. In Mark chapter 4, that's Jesus in Latin. This is, uh, th these are the Latin, uh, tra translate. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, not, you know what I'm talking about. The You'll see this a lot in I've seen it. churches. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's well, I'm, I'm going to say it in Hebrew. It's, it's Jesus it's Christos. It's, it's J, X, and then the S at the end. It, it's the initials, okay? But it, it's not, I think some people say in heaven. Anyway, Jesus, okay? Um, I'm, I got all these languages in my head, so sometimes when I write, it's in different languages. But and the reason, I'm going to tell you why I do that, because I'm explaining to you, and I try to go back to the source of who first explained it and depend on that language, it pops out of me. In this case, we're talking Aramaic, but it was the understanding of this or the teaching 
came from Latin, so I'm just stuck here from Latin, okay? Jesus, in Mark chapter 4, is on the boat. The end of the boat. Hinder part. Fleet. Storm comes. <laughs> Disciples are like, bruh, crazy out here. Waves get in the boat. Let me pause right there. That's actually the only time you suffer. When what is outside gets on the inside. Do you mind if I go somewhere with this? If you want for life to be fair, stop letting what's on the outside get in the inside. Can I push that further? Stop letting other people's opinions. Stop letting those comparisons. Stop letting what you don't have out there affect you in here. <laughs> you understand? All right. I had to. I had to. I, I, <laughs> okay. He had to stretch over there. He, all right. Is that fair? Is that fair? Okay. Good stuff. Stop letting what's on the outside get on the inside, and you will always find life fair. You always been content in whatever condition that you're in. Fair? All right. Here we go. So now all the waves got inside. And here's what happens. The text says Jesus speaks away the storms and there's a whole thing there that I won't get into. But at the beginning of that pericope, pericope is a $20 word for episode. <laughs> there are other, other little boats that were with this big boat. So when Jesus spoke away this storm, for these people, they benefited. Did he do it again? Okay. When Jesus fixed the disciples' problem, he fixed the other disciples' problems that have no names. What I'm trying to tell you is, if you want to be the beneficiary of someone helping you get rid of your weeds, or if you want to help people get rid of their weeds, you must simply be around Someone in abundance or be a person of abundance. But wherever there is abundance, there is the dilution or the, the weakening of weeds. We'll put it more simple. Your rent may be behind. We'll find some friends that'll help out. Which jail? The tell jail. Them, tell them, tell them about the jail. I'll tell them that you might be in jail. Oh, that's right. Suffering from what you think you suffer. You, you want? You, you want well, to come? Some other people come on up here. That need what you got. Need what you that got. Everybody else didn't appreciate. Everybody. It when you was out there. Turn that thing around on him. <laughs> no, he he go now. He go. <laughs> You in jail, somebody sitting you come and say. So it wasn't about it. You understand? Being in jail. We'll cut it down for me. Somebody, right? You in jail, but somebody sitting you come and say. That makes sense? Does that make sense to you? That's how you eliminate. That's how you fix the problems. If you're going to be a weed reliever, you need to be a disciple or you need to have abundance or you need to calm down. You need to be the person of calm so you can then help someone. What you cannot be. Help somebody in your unhelpful 
That's right. That's the whole point of life is for you to go through something so you can help someone going through. You get it? All right. Now, the third thing you need to do is you need to know that you, you, and you, you suck. You do. Okay? You do. Now, I'm going to lighten the that up. The camera saved us. Okay. <laughs> what it really calls. Y'all hear voice, but you Here, come right down number three for me. Liquid. Here's number three. Number three for me is your view of fairness is selfish. Yes, indeed. And that <laughs> is your ultimate problem. Your view of, of fairness is selfish. You have made every experience that you have about your happiness about your fairness what you're saying is this is happening to me and you forgot it's always happening for you that's the problem if you ever say life isn't fair you say what you're really saying is you I'm say not that. getting my way. <laughs> Do you understand? And when you say I'm not getting my way, you now say I'm the most important thing on planet Earth. I am no longer in harmony with everything else on planet Earth. And I want this to happen for me so I can start adding value to y'all. I'm going to say it. Until life is fair, I have no value to give. Number three is where all biases come from. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make someone biased. This is where all of it comes from. With, I don't have anything to give. Can you smile? I guarantee it. No, it's the truth. If you, I don't have nothing. Can you tell a joke? Well, yeah, I know some jokes. Then go out there and tell jokes. And watch laughter go on faces. And then watch the universe say, oh, you are making people laugh. You are relieving stress from people. And the big hand in this universe is going to say, okay then, here's some money maybe to relieve your stress. Because you made someone smile. Here, something to make you smile. Because you gave forgiveness. Here is forgiveness for you. You don't have to have stuff because, and the final point, is this question is fundamentally flawed. Why does life seem unfair? Life, as Deanna said at the very beginning, now you can talk. They didn't want you to talk. Is life is always fair because you're always getting what you're creating. The question is flawed. If you lack anywhere, it means you stop giving in that area.
It's the only thing that means. Life is not unfair. Am I telling you you're wrong? No, because if I borrowed from Henry Ford, I believe, if you think you can, if you think you can't, you're right. Doesn't matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're always right. This is why everyone answered, y'all were right. But I said, would you like for me to give you what is objective? And what is objective are these three rules. I could give you more, but these are pretty good. I could literally do the part two, three, four, and five to this. These are pretty good. Yes. I had to give you, this was the hardest one. <laughs> that whole? For me, three was the hardest one. Three was the hardest one, okay. <laughs> yes, you are biased, right? <laughs> this, 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 you don't, and so there's something we say right here in the office. If you got to defend yourself, you are operating number three. Well, I just want you to hear me. I'm sorry, what? I got two ears. Well, the universe revolves around me so much, I need you to hear me so you can be comfortable with me in this place. You don't understand. Right? <laughs> yes, I got to let y'all can't see it, but everybody don't care. They run it now. But I just need you to, I just need you, if you just, if you, if you, I wouldn't have been mad if you wouldn't have. If you wouldn't say this, I wouldn't do that. If you would, <laughs> if you would just listen, I wouldn't have cheated. If you wouldn't have, I would have money if, and all of that, it messes you up. Is that fair? So let's give you a good, I'm trying to give you a sentence or two that if you forget everything I said, you can hold on to at least this. Change your prepositions. If, you, if I can just give you anything. I said it already, but I'm trying to give you, if you can just remember this one catchy thing, you get it, do you can remember all this? These prepositions are killing you. You operate here if you think this sentence is true. That happened to me. They keep doing, this keeps happening to me. How many of us said that before? I got my hand up first. If you change that to for me, what happens now is you say, wow, what good lesson can I learn in this bad situation? This is for me. These chargebacks will for me to fix the holes in the company. Oh, they trying to get me. And yeah, I broke. <laughs> you broke if I take that approach. But if I go, you know what? These customers are happy. That's for me. I shouldn't change. No. They're happy. That's a lesson for me to learn. What should I learn? Let's go ask why they're happy. So if it ever gets broken, I know how to fix it. These customers are unhappy. They try to get me. I'm black. Or my product sucks. How about that? You know what I'm saying? All situations, you should look for the good and the bad. There's a great book I recommend to you. It's by Spencer Johnson. It's called Peaks and Valleys. It's like a 90-page book that will absolutely change your life. Sometimes you can catch it on Amazon for a penny. You really can. That's it. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect, you're already absolutely great, and you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have, it's not what you do, 
it's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%, and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your faith. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is a possible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal. 
from a meal to clothes to clothes to shelter to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm going to do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. 
think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Hey everybody, it's Antonio T. Smith Jr. and I'm excited to be with you and I want to take this opportunity to tell you what you get, what this path bender is about. Can you really change your life? Can I change your life? Can you bend your path? And I want to talk about four things that help you understand how I've come up with path bender and how the idea of actually bending your path it's not only realistic, but it's realistic for you. The first thing I want to tell you is I can't teach you anything because you already know everything. There is something so different about you. Something about you is so fundamentally different that if I disassemble you and put you back together, you won't have life. You don't work like the cameras recording me or the lights around the studio. Something about you is different. So if you hear me say anything in these four things that I want to tell you, the first one being you already know everything. If it feels like you're remembering, if it feels good to your soul, if it feels well with your being, that is how you know it is true. And the first thing that I'm telling you, it is true that you know what I'm about to say. You've just forgotten. There are distortions over you and these truths that have escaped you are finding their ways back to you. And I am just your guide back to your compass. It's the first thing. So in truth, something about you understands you can bend your path. Maybe you haven't thought of it or maybe you've been thinking about it and now it is here. And it is my most gracious honor to be the person you're listening to and to be the soul that's intertwined with your destiny. 
The second thing I want to tell you is the principle Wu Wei. You find it in the Tao, Taoism. It is this idea of not forcing anything. My friends, life is not a life of manipulation. It's more of a life of meditation. Manifestation does not go hand in hand with manipulation. And if you are forcing your path, you're on the wrong path. If things are not coming to you in the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way possible, if your life seems as if you are swimming up a stream, going against the grain, flowing through cement, if you have money, but no well relationships, or you have well relationships, but no money, if you are spiritual, but broke, and if you are religious, but can't make ends meet, you are manipulating your current path. And you're not bending it to your will. Pathbender is a concept I've come up with. I am a big fan of the Wachowskis. And my favorite movie by them is Cloud Atlas. My second favorite movie now is The Matrix, which was my first, but now. And at the end of The Matrix Part 1, Neo bends reality to himself after he believes. And that's, that's basically the premise of Pathbender. The truth is, that's not science fiction. The idea of bending your path has been here for millennia. Bruce Lee told you, be like water, my friend. This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Now, all these things are important. So this idea of Wu Wei is about you not forcing. And Pathbender is you finding your own path and you're not forcing the events you want. You're not manipulating the events you want. You are creating the events you want. You are the greatest creator to ever live on this planet and no one can create better than you, not now or ever. The third thing I wanna tell you, and this may come as an offensive shock to some, but you are God. You are this life-giving force and I want you to think about it. You're the only species on this planet that can create something out of nothing. For, the, for theologians, way back in antiquity, there's a Latin phrase called ex nihilo. It is a phrase that means out of nothing and how God created this world ex nihilo, out of nothing. 
And the only life force on this planet that can take nothing and then make a masterpiece is God. But you've been doing that since the day you've been born. Take a piece of paper that has nothing there and out of nothing, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Robert Greene wrote 48 Laws of Power. Out of nothing, the Steven Spielberg produced movies. Out of nothing, this Denzel create characters that we remember forever. This idea of out of nothing. And you're the only one who can do that. Goldfish can't. Lions cannot. Just humans. You are God. You can find that in Christian texts in which in the book of Mark, the writer exclaims a question by the disciples as they turn towards Jesus and they ask, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. Now, this isn't Christian only thing. You don't have to be Christian, Jew, Muslim to get this. The writer is explaining that even the people, the ascended master Jesus was with on a daily basis, had no idea who he was. He was not a man. He was God in man's flesh. And I say the same thing to you. You're not a man. You're not a woman. You perform miracles on a daily basis. What manner of man are you that even blank pieces of paper respect your creative power? And the last thing I want to tell you is Pathbender is about becoming a force, a force to be reckoned with. Scientifically, there's a formula for force. You can look it up yourself. Force equals mass times acceleration. We, we must talk for a little bit. In order to become a force, you need mass multiplied by acceleration. In order for you to become a force, you need energy in one place over and over to become multiplied by the acceleration, the speeding up of something to become a force. Say it again. In order to become a force, Einstein says, all mass is energy in one place times the speed of light twice. You know that as E equals MC squared. Einstein scientifically understood and explained to us that mass is simply thought idea over and over and over a thought. What is the greatest form of energy? Thought energy. A thought over and over and over, moving at the speed of light twice squared 
over and over in one place. And once you keep putting energy in one place, in one place, in one place, in one place, the energy ceases to be something invisible and becomes a tangible piece of matter. This is why it's hard to destroy something that exists. Energy can never be created and it can never be destroyed. First law of thermodynamics because once you put energy in a place over and over and over and over again, it takes infinity to destroy what has been created. So in order to become a force, someone like me must teach you how to put your energy Harness your energy into one place over and over and over until it becomes something tangible. And in truth, you have been doing this your entire life. You just haven't been doing it deliberately for your benefit. But everything around you is your thought energy manifested into physical form. The second part of this equation, acceleration is the idea that when you get this piece of matter and you believe in it so much, you see it so much, it is so, it is so tangible that it gains its own speed. And then you put speed on top of that speed because everything in the world is in motion already in vibration. So this idea of acceleration is this idea that the more you speed what you created up, when you multiply that by what you created, you become a force. It's the basis of Pathbender. Mass times acceleration equals force. And many of you are attempting to become a force on this planet, but the problem is you haven't attracted someone like me yet to teach you how to deliberately create the mass you want in your life and how to deliberately accelerate that so you can be a force. Be like water, my friends. You can go to the event page and catch all of what's included. But I wanted to stand before you and tell you about the intent. I wanted you to feel my energy. I wanted you to see my face. Energy doesn't lie. If you believe like I believe, if there is something about you right now that I am awakening, we are at the same vibration, consider. I wanted you to catch my energy and I wanted you to know your time is here and you have the power to bend your reality join me become a pathbender i've been looking for you antonio t smith jr you can plant better you can dominate mm -hmm.